0: Welcome everyone for another episode of 100 Podcast. I'm Itai Shechter, I joined you by Reza V for episode 44 and today we are talking about go-to-market strategy and Reza to me it's a bit weird that we haven't spoke about it yet, we haven't had a dedicated episode for this one yet
1: and um... It's about time. We'll we'll talk about it. We got inspired by Clubhouse. We had some conversations around go to market strategy with few people on different rooms and all of a sudden we were like, why are we not talking about this? This is an amazing topic. Yeah, because I, I think I know why. I think this is a subject that is
0: not always defined correctly. Uh, so a lot of the time, you know, you, you hear entrepreneur talking about all those big words, but Really, when it comes down to acquisition, uh, you should most of the time, I mean, 100% of the time, should have a strategy that's built into that. Uh, And uh, the combination of the user acquisition, but also the platforms that you are using, uh, the tech that you are choosing to use or not use, the people that you are interacting with, the companies—it's it's kind of a mix of everything mashed up together that makes up your go-to-market strategy. So. That's why I think it's uh, been missed by us uh, for for an episode here on on Twitch and uh, uh, on Clubhouse now as well. Yeah,
1: we have some audience on Twitch. We are doing the podcast and we are doing Clubhouse for the first time on our show. Um, welcome, Maryam. Please, guys, go ping a few of your friends. Uh, it is going to be an interesting topic for people who are in either startup or they're launching a business. Today, we're going to talk about what is market strategy, the examples, common mistake, and we do Q&A. So let's jump into it. What is market strategy? Uh, go go to market. To market strategy? Go to market strategy.
0: So basically, it's your
1: entire strategy of
0: what you are going to do. What type of tech are you going to use and why? What kind of users are you going to uh, acquire and how Uh, by what marketing uh, actions are you going to do this? And, you know, when we're talking about go to market strategy for a startup, there is an opportunity cost that's built into that. So if you decide to do one thing, that means, okay, I'm not doing everything else. I'm doing this one specific thing right now and I'm not doing everything else. That's a big decision. So... If you combine everything in a holistic strategy and there is a reason why you are using, for example, sorry, we're getting to example this week. I didn't mean to. That's okay. uh, When we launched Venueware, soft launch Venueware, I decided to do only iOS. Look at Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. They are doing only iOS. There is a reason yeah. that Clubhouse is doing on the iOS right now. Uh, and it's not like that they don't like Android and they yeah. don't care about Android user, which is yeah. maybe true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the reason is, is that the market, the relevant persona for the person who will use it first is more iOS user heavy than Android. Yeah. And it makes sense to start with your limited resources, uh, with something that
1: uh, you know it's a one platform so here is an uh, an interesting example for to a
0: go-to market decision
1: it's interesting to me market go to market strategy and marketing stra- strategy how I define it is wh- when it's marketing strategy is all about how how to put your brand out there how to get sales how to get conversion when it's go to market strategy you have to think about all the resources you have all the limited resources for example you brought up the iO there is a lot of resource for putting you know developers working on Android application so you are weighing off which one is more important how can you be more focused you are coming as an agile small startup with a limited budget dealing with all these big platforms or or whatnot so you have to be smart around around that Um, the other thing about go to market strategy is being clever when it comes to um, being clever when it comes to capturing the users that are most beneficial to you. You don't want to get everyone on your platform or everyone to become your customer. Exactly. You want to have key people. So laying that out. is important. You want
0: to focus on the initial market first and also You know, it's not just the marketing strategy. The marketing strategy is a big component of your go to market strategy, but it's not stops at, okay. I'm going to use Facebook ads for my go to market. That's not a go to market strategy. That's a tactic that you are using, which is great. And it might be the right one. But the entire strategy and managing your resources and going after your first and most efficient target market is your go-to-market strategy and you know after you start executing on it you should always adapt and and move around and adapt your go-to market strategy. it's not something fixed that you know you write on a piece of paper and that's like a, a, a holy uh, document yeah. that must be followed that's a start yeah. with a strategy in mind everything has a reason for it uh, but obviously when reality is tracked and you test it you will learn a lot of things so you will
1: quickly adjust your uh, go to market and, and it's, like, it's like a pillar that you, you build on. You want to have a snowball effect at the end of the, the story. And and I hear a lot of entrepreneurs that jump in and say, the market is $5 billion. Well, you're not going to overnight attack every person out there. You have to have a strategy of who are the first 100 that's going to use your, your product, who are the second 500 and then the first 1,000 and so on and so forth. And why are they so valuable for the platform that they're going to bring more people um, we have to give examples that's the only way to to make an analogy for Clubhouse they don't care to have someone like me or Itai. tie day one they wanted the influencers that had power in, in their community, so they wanted the community leaders to bring in a, 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 a community with them to the app. Same with Vannyware, you want a celebrity that has some, some influence to bring, bring a lot of people. For me, for example, with Ovu, I don't want 100 users, like if I compare that, I'd rather have one user that has influence in their market and show the card and use it as opposed to having 100 users that don't use it. You know how many times within family and friends they told me, hey, you can launch it in Europe. Hey, you can, I, I can help you sell in, in Iran because we, we, we know the market. I was like, I don't care if you could sell a thousand cards and give me $80,000, I, 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 I'm not against money, so I like it. it. It seems like a good idea on paper, but it doesn't help me with my go-to-market strategy. So it's really important to to have that.
0: It's very important because without it, uh, first of all, it's it's difficult to, to make decisions, yes. right? Uh, you have to have something to, to aim for and that's how you get to your initial customers, initial users, initial uh, targets pretty much. And once you hit those targets, again, you adjust and uh, it's very important to have it especially... If you are planning to to raise funds from investors, uh, that's the most important thing that they want to hear about is Mm -hmm. what you are going to do. Basically, it's your go to market strategy. Why are you going to take it and make something happen? And how are exactly are you planning to? So without it, you don't have this foundation. Give a, a tactical answer uh, is not a strategy. So you, you need to have that figure out and consider all of the factors, mm-hmm.
1: budget, platforms, tech, and of course, marketing itself. Have you noticed that every every successful business you look at, it's very visible to people what the business model is, what their success is based on, but it's very difficult to see the underlying market go to market strategy for them. For example, everybody looks at Amazon and they see why it's successful. Or we talked to someone the other day about, you know, DoorDash, and they had the assumption that once we get there, you know, we have a lot of things to offer. And we were like, well, why are you assuming you'll get that tra- type of traction getting the traction itself needs a plan and and people just think you know it happens
0: yeah exactly and also i don't think uh, for a go-to-market strategy to compare yourself to a uh, a-level companies uh, when you're in the earlier stages is is a good analogy because yeah. what they are doing now when they have all this traction and uh, you know uh, attention is not going to uh, translate the same when you do something similar so uh, absolutely crucial. And I think the most important thing is to, to really have it, hmm. obviously change it as necessary, but to really have something uh, that people ask you, Reza, what's your go to market strategy? At least, you know, to say we're going to focus on this uh, uh, type of users. We're going to do it this
1: way. And this is why we're doing both of these. things. I'll, I'll tell you Ovu's example, because uh, it's OK if you make mistake. My go to st- uh, market strategy was going after networking events and trade shows and conferences. Heck, that's why I went to 100 networking events. I wasn't, you know, wasting my time. I had a plan in, in mind. I wanted to get my foot in the door of all those, you know, trade shows and conferences, understand the dynamic and, and try to Get those spaces, but all of a sudden, pandemic happened. All my plans gone went to the garbage. So then I started going to dealerships and realtors and also all sorts of uh, areas. That way, then I realized there are five million salespeople in North America. I was like, okay, I can't go after five million people at once. Who do I go first? Who are the, who do I focus on first? The top one percent. Salespeople, they are celebrity within their communities, and I did interviews with these people, I understood that while you and i don't look at them as celebrities their peers look at them as celebrities because they 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 get awards and winners and 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 they have a competition who sold more houses yeah i
0: don't have celebrity but uh, community uh they have influence they have influence yeah. and
1: i tried influencer marketing on on social media the the influencers on social media didn't have influence on the community i was going after exactly so then my go to my market strategy go to market scra- strategy evolved to attack the number, the top 1% of that 5 million. So that is what? 50,000? 50, 50,000 people. I want those people, then it will snowball effect to 5 million. Then I can grow to small business owners. Yeah. But
0: you, you have the reason why you are focusing on those at first uh, and why the emphasis is on those. And also you might choose to use different tools in your tech or in your product or offer a specific feature that maybe you didn't initially plan but is very relevant to this group and that's also a part of the go to market strategy all of it yeah doing logos on the cards a certain type of print uh, everything
1: is uh i i hyper focused my my attention to that group and on um Contrary to what I thought was the right features and what I thought is, uh, is the right move, they told me we demand customization. They told me we demand to have connect features so we receive the business guy as well. So all those stuff came from them. And also, I, I ignored everybody else. Every other feedback I got that was outside of that market, I, I ignored. I wanted to get into the bigger businesses. I tried really hard. I couldn't. Guess what? All these people that were advocating, they came back with orders of 70 cars, 100 cars, 150 cars because they used it. They showed it to the office. Now, everybody wanted to buy. So, it, it worked really well. But now, I see the importance more and more of, of having that um let's move on to some examples before we do common mistakes i like how tesla did their thing their go-to strategy was let's capture the luxury market so we change the mindset around ev they knew the the ev market can't be affordable so they targeted you know silicon valley tech entrepreneurs that like the roadster then they did the model s etc etc um uber did the ultra luxury you know um market in in People who were clubbing and 3 a.m. couldn't find limo. So it's it, it, there is a cascade of events. Yeah. We only see the success. Exactly. Airbnb, when they started, what they do is they went to
0: apartment in New York with a professional camera and took the shots of the places. Uh, just to make it look good. Yeah. So really hands-on uh, startup approach. to
1: Photography was part of their offering. Uh, they were doing it on Craigslist at the beginning. So there is a, there was a great, uh, great sale. Let's talk about common mistakes of go-to-market strategy. The one thing comes to, comes to my mind, being a perfectionist. Yeah,
0: I think, uh, you know, like everything, I think being a perfectionist can hold you back uh, on a lot of things, especially in your go to market.
1: But, But yes, specifically in this in this area, because people that I talk to, a lot of them think they have to have everything in place, have a grand opening and a big launch. They want everything to happen overnight. And it's just not like that. Yeah and and the the features for example you've seen the uh, startups that they want 10,000 different features, their feature list is big. They they don't want to settle on MVP design has to be perfect. I'm I'm um, guilty of that, too, because I, I, w- I didn't want an MVP day one. I wanted everything to be perfect before I launch. I wanted the grand opening. I, I did all that. Yeah. But and there is no end to this, right? There is
0: never an end. So uh, it's OK. And we already spoke about yeah. it in a few episodes. It's okay to uh, live with even some bugs in your system that you are in in peace with Uh, because the prioritization and let's say uh, even if it's a bug that one of the a thousand people will encounter. It's so insignificant for you to uh, mess with and and spend your time with. So those sort of things can also get into the go to market strategy. You can have the biggest full on product with all of the cool features. Uh, But if 90% of them are like nice to have features and and you wasted your time and and resources on on developing it, was it the best decision in your uh, go to market? Did it help with something? With in mine
1: or in, in, general. Oh, in, general. in general in general yeah you've got you've got to be self aware that that is the decision for example for me i put too many too many design emphasis and then at some point i couldn't distinguish what is the main feature people are paying for and what is it just a design for marketing and it would have been nice to to have a clear data on that Um, we move on to q a soon if you want to wrap it up uh, we can
0: do q a uh now in in the
1: episode in the podcast itself if there are questions so welcome mariam welcome leah welcome omid uh please ping your friends whoever is in startup and you think they would get value from this discussion raise your hand come up to stage i want to i want to hear what you guys think about go to market strategy especially mariam you've had a um you've had a um experience with that You are there hi hey hey or maybe we haven't before i'm not quite sure but um i'm talking about
2: italy so obviously and know but um about this uh yeah for example I, I love what you talk about the ambassadors or, you know, the influencers. I think that's definitely, for myself, that's a way to, to go. For me, it's all about building that tribe, building that community, and really listening. And, you know, the funny thing is, I, I don't know if, how much you guys know about Headspace. is a meditation app, but mm-hmm. the way they started was just hosting uh, meditation events. Right. So um, just, you know, getting a data from their their user to see how people are reacting to the offerings and then just really listening and sort of uh, when when I started to I was trying to see that, um, you know, the compositions that I was putting out there, this uh, evidence based music that reduces pain and anxiety in patients who are suffering from chronic pain. Um, we have tested it at hospitals and clinic but i was just curious to see how the community uh, would respond to it and what other customer segments are out there so i uh, started throwing events and really strategically partnering up with like for example Kid A's, conferences and little lemon and you know to host event and at their, at their spaces right um and to see like who is coming up to us and and then we found that there were so many different customer segments that we had not thought about, that people were coming up to us and requesting that how they can actually see these compositions could be helpful in their practice. So it's there's a lot of listening that goes into it and building the tribe. But I think one of the things that Reza, and, you know, you were mentioning about being a perfectionist that I was too... Um, picky on yes uh, design and having everything intact is that they just wanted to listen to the music and i'm like well the app is not ready yet right
1: yeah and and i like the example specifically because as same with Hits, headspace and, and, and your, um, your startup. Both of them, you know how a lot of people they, they want to right away create an app and you're like, well, yeah. you can do it without an app. Why do you want app day one similar? Same thing, same thing happened with Airbnb. They did it through Craigslist um, yeah. Uber. They did it through text messaging. And yeah, there
0: are so many of online tools you can stack together to do your testing and the initial go to market use them. Uh, that it makes sense to, to use those tools and APIs and, and companies to, to your advantage. Absolutely. I
1: want to welcome the newcomers to the room, Shahid and Sophia. We're talking about go to market strategy and the mistakes that, that we might see entrepreneurs yes. make. I want to invite more people to the stage. Shahid, you have a lot of experience in this. If you are, um, If you are ready, jump on stage and share with us if not we can move on with the conversation yes and about. it's also
0: recorded and it's going to be uh, on the uh, 100 podcast episode next week
1: yeah if there's anybody who is launching a business they can um certainly ask us questions too we're more than happy to share our two cents on on what we think might be a creative market go to i'm market just stuff. wondering
2: just wondering because this is one thing that i started like throwing events and uh, there were a few things that i was missing and i'm wondering um that i wanted to capture i'm wondering at the 100 events that you went to when looking back is there a a, a, was there something that you wish that you did you know some systems that you put in place before going to the events to be able to capture maybe use it as a funnel for like um, users or Yori did that. Um,
1: just uh, was there uh, anything that you do differently? Absolutely. There was the the common mistake I made was I didn't um, I didn't take away the emotions and and bring everything to paper to have a clear data. For example, when I was testing my prototype, instead of asking you know very um, prepared questions and write down the answers and have a uh, statistical uh, analysis, I just went with my intuition. I was looking at the person and just asking random questions, try to figure out what that means there's so many biases that come into that that was my biggest mistake like after after doing that many events i should have had you know 100 quality surveys you know done on the fly whereas it was just my intuition a lot of it and and i'm sure my biases had a big play on that so that's one main thing i would i would suggest if you're running events and you're you're testing things and asking questions make sure uh, don't you don't need to make it robotic or anything like that you 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 can be fluid but on your phone on the notes app just write them down so you remember yeah
0: i think it's also good to sometime test your gut and uh, assumptions a lot of the time Uh, good ideas come out of it, but as we said earlier in the episode, it's also good to have a strategy connected to it. If it lines up with a strategy, even better, because then everything makes sense. You have good reason for it. Uh, If not, then you are getting into that on uh, the gray area, right? So uh, better to have it lined up with all of the strategy.
1: So uh, Mariam, your events that you are planning to host uh, are you planning to get a lot of people introduced to the brand or are you trying to test? What's the best approach? What what do you want out of it? at Yeah,
2: Good point this time around I'm actually gonna have a funnel I'm actually gonna have a place that they can go to right yes. um, So for example in this case, I'm thinking about having a patreon page, okay. right? Okay. That's a place that they can go to because um. Uh, to a uh, patreon page and also like a like just a splash page on on my pet website where i can uh, capture for example their their contact information and because we may not have time individually each of them to tell me how exactly they felt after the session um i would like to direct them to 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 the site to share with me how did how do they feel afterwards as a follow-up that you know I would have a one-on-one with them after like do an integration so then I can even get more in-depth like qualitative data you know got it um, so I think that that's one of the ways the patreon page is like supporting and raising funds because I'm not really actually sure um, about you know um, I mean yeah so it, it'll, getting an investor is great but I just want to see how much I can do myself with a patreon page and are these
1: offerings. So it's kind of a test right now. Got and it. let me know what your thoughts are. Got through. it. Now, my 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 only advice that comes to my mind is at some point you're gonna you're gonna hear, you know, the stuff that is working, the stuff that is not working. You get those feedbacks. In addition to that, keep an eye on what type of people gravitate towards your product because at the beginning the biggest thing i had a challenge was i heard million opinions from million different categories of people so the person that is in startup and the person is in let's say you know an old school lawyer and uh, and and my uh, family I got different opinions from each of them. I had to, in my mind, be careful about which opinion I'm going to listen because they weren't the same and I can't be everything to everyone. So make sure you know which audience uh, niche or subcategory of an audience is attracted to your product dig deeper and deeper into that audience so you inside out understand them the features they want the, the you have to really be um focused on them
0: yeah also note w- when you're asking for opinion uh, people love to give out their opinions so uh, you need to to note your your sample size and not put uh, any emphasis on one individual opinion and and change the product uh, accordingly uh, based on that. So that's just something to keep in mind and note. And everyone loves to share their opinion all of the time. So uh, and,
1: and I ask for a lot of opinion. And the reason is I feel like I'm good at, uh, you know, listening to the ones that resonate and, and filter out the other ones. But I just want to hear as many opinions. As, as yeah, possible. for example,
0: I'll give you an example of, uh, you know, sometimes, obviously, you meet with a lot of people, especially early stages and you try to get their opinion from a point of help me figure something out from mm-hmm. from your experience but then you know sometimes they give you stupid stuff like oh i would change this yeah. font side like what yeah. the fuck, yeah. dude are yeah. you a designer i didn't ask you for yeah. that i'm asking I'll, for
1: I'll, it. I'll give you the biggest <laughs> the, the biggest thing that that happened to me my intuition was to price obu cards for 89 dollars. And then the, the first layer of people that were close to me and telling me, giving me feedback, were, which they weren't my customer, they were friends, family, or, or whoever around me, they told me it's too expensive. This is too expensive, it's a plastic card. nobody's gonna buy it. So it, it, it made me second guess myself, and I dropped the price to $50. Then I was thinking about subscription, I changed the whole model guess what the first three months I didn't do well with that there were a lot of confusion now we are back at $149 for logo design and $79 for regular card I'm selling way more with this pricing because I should have focused on my intuition and 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 here's
0: an example where the opinion was actually wrong and your intuition was right so it doesn't matter by the way for the record I told you to keep the price higher I'll just mentioned you that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did um i want to also invite uh shahid lia nick whoever wants to jump in and either ask question or or share a comment before we wrap up this conversation yeah
0: i think we can wrap up the episode and we'll stick around uh, here and on twitch uh and we'll wrap up the uh the podcast episode so thanks everyone for listening we'll be next week here again Uh, we'll also do clubhouse so you can join the conversation too and we'll jump on twitch if you want to see us uh, talking and don't just listen to us you can also do that
1: yeah and that is episode number
0: 44 yeah